1: My guest today is none other than Linda Kaplan-Thayer, president of Kaplan-Thayer Productions. She's responsible for some of the most iconic advertising campaigns. Have you ever heard of this one? Yes, yes, yes. The ads for Clairol Herbal Essence. The Aflac Duck, Aflac, remember that one? And, of course, that's still a very iconic commercial. And the Toys R Us song, Linda is an Advertising Hall of Fame member and grew her ad agency from a fledgling startup to one with over a billion dollars in billing. She did some of that work for me at Kodak. We talk about two of her great books and what we need right now in today's climate. Linda, please welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett.
2: Wow, what a great introduction. Can I just take you around whenever I do anything and just have you speak for me first? I think that would be really cool.
1: Well, you know, I do that too. For you, I would do that because I've always just loved our time together. I've enjoyed it. And, you know, we even tried to do a TV show together at one time. Remember, we had Gene Simmons Jingles. at Jingles. Jingles. And that was a great show. We were looking to do this show with Mark Burnett. We uh, you taped all eight episodes or 10 episodes, whatever they were. I happened to be one of the celebrity judges on the show. And of course, Gene Simmons and I were always fighting about it, but that's okay. <laughs> And Julie Rome, who is also uh, just a really great talent, uh, yeah. she's now the CMO, um, Chief Experience Officer over at Party City. And uh, it's terrific, that's an
2: great. There.
1: Yeah, she's going to be coming up. So let me ask you a question: Businesses are struggling right now. You're one of the most iconic advertising figures there in in the business today. What what suggestion would you have for a lot of businesses that are struggling?
2: Well, you know, there was a great mathematician, George Polio, that said uh, one of the biggest challenges facing us in mathematics and in life is that we try to solve problems that are unsolvable. He said, and, and I, can, I can think of no better time when this really works, right? So it's like we're faced with this huge pandemic crisis. We've got all these protests going on. And when you start to think about what am I going to do with my business, you're caught like a deer in headlights because it, it just seems insurmountable. But what he said, Polia, and what I truly believe in is you have to unpack this large problem into little problems that you can solve one day at a time. And, you know, they did a study with NYU students who were graduating, and one group they called the Dreamers. They were like, I'm going to write a, a novel, and we're gonna pull a I'm going to win a Pulitzer Prize. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win an Academy Award. And then they interviewed another group uh, called the Plotters, and they said upon graduation, you know what? I have to get my resume together. I may need to take another marketing class. Guess they follow these people for years. Guess what? The dreamers went nowhere; they were yeah. still in la la land. The plotters—it was like it was like climbing Mount Everest with a toothpick, right? But they eventually got to the top. And I just, you know, we're saying all the people out there that are struggling, whether graduates, whether they're, you know, people who have had one business and it got lost, or, 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 uh, you know. It, Uh, things are looking so down start by just taking two or three problems a day that you can actually take care of and you know what the first one is we learned this from a navy seal make your bed
1: yeah right start
2: your day by making your bed start your bed by accomplishing start your day by accomplishing something and do it perfectly and that gets you on this roll like these endorphins to like Accomplish little things and then bigger and bigger, bigger things. And it's so important. And the other thing I have to tell people is with everything that's bad and the glass half empty, start every day with the glass half full. What does that mean? Think of three or four things that you are grateful for. When you have gratitude and write them down, when you feel gratitude, you are much better poised to take this day that seems unsurmountable and actually conquer one challenge at a time.
1: I think that's a that's great advice. Although the make the bed thing, not doing it, Uh I don't like it. My wife makes the bed. Okay, she makes Ah. the bed now. before everybody gets mad at me, I make breakfast. I get her coffee ready. I do all that stuff. So that's the trade-off. You know, quid pro quo. You have to do something for each other. But yeah, yeah, if if I but when I do make my bed, when I'm at the apartment alone or at the home alone and whatever, I I do like it. And even in the hotel room, I actually make my bed. So I do. So that's pretty cool. Well,
2: we also talk talk about uh, kids who are sort of, you know, a lot of us have been helicopter parents. Tell your kid to make their bed in the morning and it really gets on the right road. So I'm sorry. What were you going to ask me?
1: Well, you wrote, there's a couple of great books you wrote, uh, uh, Grit to Great, which I loved. I think that's your last one. But the one before that, I really loved, especially with what's going on right now. And that's The Power of Nice. The power oh, of, do yes, we, we not? Need, yes, there you go. <laughs> okay, Thank you for right. Do we not need that more than ever right now?
2: Yes, that is absolutely what we're getting at. You know, our last book, which is about grit, you need that too. Yeah, but and I don't. You know, when people are going, well, you know what? I have to network a little bit. I don't think we should call it networking. I actually think we should call it nice working. What do I mean by that? Hmm. First of all, when you do something nice for somebody, it touches the same part of your brain as when you make love or somebody gives you a big present, right? Okay, say, that like,
1: say, that, say that again. Say that again.
2: Yes. When you do something nice for somebody, okay. it lights up, neuroscientists will tell you, it lights up the same part of your brain as when you make love right. or if somebody gives you a huge present or a lot of money. Yeah. We are programmed in our DNA. We are programmed to help each other. That's how we've survived as a species. So you're in this very act of doing something nice for somebody. A couple of things happen. One You feel good, and that gives you more grit and and perseverance, whatever. Two, you're sending out a positive imprint. And positive imprints are like seeds, okay? And don't expect anything back, but something will happen because those seeds will grow and nurture as the years go by. And I have to say, growing our business, I would say about 80% of it had to do with something nice that we did for somebody a million years ago. You know, you talked about Affleck. Affleck. Yeah not as good as as, uh, some of the other people do it. But after we won that business with a crazy, crazy idea, right? um, I was trying to figure out why the CEO, Dan Amos, wonderful man, actually called our agency to even pitch it, right? At the time, our agency was very small. We were in New York. They were in Columbus, Georgia. I said, why did you even call me? He said, I didn't call you because I knew you. I called somebody in New York who's a really good friend of mine and asked him for an agency go. and yeah. he and yeah and he said you took this person out to lunch 15 years ago he was an elderly gentleman you didn't have to do it and he was so appreciative that when I asked him for a name of somebody he said you should try Linda Kaplan Thaler what do you know about her he said I don't know much but she took me out to lunch once and I'd, I always wanted to repay the favor that's the only reason I got the call Right? but that's
1: yeah. but that says something about the Amos family I happen to know the Amos family I used to I used to have the same suite at uh, Daytona as they did right next to their suite the when we Catholic were sponsoring NASCAR yeah. got to know them well hey speaking of getting to know someone well I need to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this got message. It. c-suite radio and we like to take uh, breaks and that's why we make, that makes the world go around by taking breaks for us. And of course, we're talking to one of the biggest advertising icons in the world, Linda Kaplan Thayer, president of Kaplan Thayer Productions. And you're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazard right here on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. My big question for you, you've, you've been the creative force behind so many memorable commercials. The yes, 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 I still love that one. From Quirrell, Affleck. we talked about Toys R Us, Kodak even. You did one for Kodak, as I recall. And yes. so what's your, what's your process for creating these, what, what became iconic? I, I don't right. think you thought they were gonna be iconic to begin with, you just thought, hey, probably these are gonna have good hooks to them, but they yeah. became iconic,
2: right? You know, um, one of the things is not to filter ideas now we have a tendency all of us to if somebody gives us an idea or we have an idea our first thing is it has to go all through all these filters kids don't have that by the way which is why kids are far more creative than adults right you give a kid a um, um a paper clip yeah okay and you give an adult a paper clip the adult will tell you and you say what, what can i use it for they'll say to hold papers together if you give it to a five-year-old, they'll come up with a million things that you can do with it. So we've we've siphoned that out, that creativity, right? And I feel like one of the biggest things you can do, because we're all very creative, is just sort of try to get that filter out and practice what I call the yes and theory. Mm-hmm. Which means and we used to do this as the agency. You're in a group, you're brainstorming, no one is allowed to say no. You're allowed to say yes and and maybe twist it around. Where did I learn this? Because in my twenties. And I'm only in my incredibly late twenties now, which is amazing, right? Absolutely, A feat of nature. Um, I I was a performer. I was in a comedy troupe, and oh, you I were an act- with-
1: you actress. You were an actress for a while. I right?
2: was an actress. Yeah. I had a cable yeah. TV show, and and. Um, I started uh, studying improvisation and I've done it again. In the last three years, I've actually completed my degree in an improvisational theater. And what do I do now? I go around the country and I teach improv to people at, in businesses. Why? Because in improv, you cannot say no. When somebody comes up to do a, a sketch with you and you have something in your head, okay, I'm going to be a giraffe. And he tells you that you're the leaning tower of Pisa. Guess what? You are now the Leaning Tower piece. And what you find (laughs) is that you get so many more ideas. You know, improvisational theater opens you up to the fact that you don't have to be an actor and you don't have to be particularly good at it, but it opens you up to listening because all you can do when you're coming up with ideas, you have to listen to what the other person is saying. And most of us don't listen. As a matter of fact, it is a neurological uh, impossibility that when you are talking, you can actually absorb information. Like as I'm talking right now, I've learned nothing from you, okay? But when I shut up and I listen to you, that could open up a whole world. So.
1: Well, I gotta tell you, a lot of people say they don't, they don't listen. They, they learn Stop. nothing from me. It happens all the time. Hey, but you know what I think is really cool about that? Yes, then, I love that, is that, you know, so many times people come to me and say, Jeff, I, I say, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then they come back, well, we tried that before, or it's not my budget or that. And I, it would be great to get people to say yes, then, <laughs> and, and then look at it from a different perspective. Yes, exactly. but we're going to go this way, you know, or this way. And I love that. Say, I got a question from uh, the audience, which is, when a person is taking those baby steps to build positive momentum and are in that positive momentum that they're moving, how can a person successfully navigate the resistance, I love this, to continue moving forward, right? It's yeah. kind of like yeah. this improv stuff you're talking about. So what yeah. do you think another way to be able to, to overcome the captains of no?
2: Yeah, I think what you have to sort of make a deal with yourself saying that I'm not going to let a challenge put me down. You know, James Dyson, the inventor of the bagless Vacuum Cleaner, he, he woke up every day. You think he's a genius. No, he woke up every day for 15 years figuring, how can I improve and make a better vacuum cleaner? He had 5,126 prototypes that totally sucked. Or perhaps I should say, that didn't <laughs> yeah. suck.
1: That didn't suck. (laughs) And
2: he was so happy for those challenges. And we just, you know, in our book, "Roots to Great, what we found is that the most successful people who had the best inventions, ideas, whatever, apps, were the people who had the most roadblocks along the way. And they will tell you, and we call it failing forward. Think of a barrier as actually a way to grow because it makes you go in a different path, right? And today more than ever, we have to think in terms of, of, we have to think laterally, not linearly. And when you do that, you open up a whole sky full of possibilities. Don't think of yourself as a tree, uh, a mighty oak tree. Think of yourself as a bamboo plant, strongest, strongest tree in the world because it bends and adapts. Think of all the great things. Wake up every day and say, okay, I'm healthy, the pandemic didn't get me, or I got over it, or whatever.
0: Right.
2: How can I look at this as an opportunity? for new growth. And you're gonna see it sprouting up everywhere, everywhere, new ideas, new inventions that you never even thought would happen and are happening now.
1: Yeah, even through crisis come great opportunities and don't waste a good crisis when it comes around. And I'm not saying don't, again, don't, don't write to me saying you you heartless bastard. I'm not talking about that. You guys know I all care about everybody, but when you're in the middle of chaos, someone's gotta sort through it and that's important. What What happens to you, Linda, because occasionally We all get these little voices in our head that says, it's me. I can't do it, you know, or I doubt myself. What do you do when that happens to you?
2: Okay. Look, if you're five foot two, you're probably not going to be an NBA, you know, superstar. So certain things you have to roll out. If you're toned up, you're not going to be, you know, Beverly Sills. However, for most of us, and actually the most successful people, and I I personally, maybe you, Jeffrey, will appreciate this. The most successful people are not geniuses. Geniuses only have a right that 's really encouraging, but geniuses only two percent of people who are born geniuses accomplish anything why because they 've never had roadblocks everything 's really easy for them when they hit a roadblock they don 't know how to get through it um, but there 's two kinds of minds right there 's one that 's a growth uh, a growth mind and one that is a a static mind okay, and the static mind is somebody. He want, you know, he's a, he's a salesperson. He calls up doing his cold calls and people keep hanging up at him whatever. And he says, okay, it's, it's a fixed mindset. I can't be, I it's me. I can't do this. Okay. I'm not good at this. Somebody with a growth mindset, you know, he's calling, 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 and people are hanging up. What does he do? He goes, what can I do better? How can I improve on this? Not you know, I can't do this. Most people can actually do anything they accomplish. Uh, You know, Einstein did not have a considered to be someone with a very high IQ. What he had was an amazing curiosity. Da Vinci also. Um, And this notion of you have to be a genius or be incredibly creative. Look, Michael Jordan didn't qualify for his high school varsity basketball team. He wasn't born with any particular talent. But his mother said, you're going to go every day after school. You're going to practice for three or four hours on the court. And one day you'll make the va- the basketball team. Well, he made a lot more in the process.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of champions, we're going to listen to a couple of champions and take a break and come right back after this message.
0: C-Suite Radio.
1: And we are back and we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks for joining us as we bring you another episode of All Business with Jeffrey Hazen with C-Suite Radio. And today we have Linda Kaplan-Thayer, the president of Kaplan-Thayer Productions. She is iconic in the advertising agency. So right before the break, I was asking what happens when you hear the voices. We talked about different kinds of minds, but what, don't you doubt yourself from time to time? Do you ever doubt yourself? I
2: doubt myself. constantly. I'm doubting myself right now actually, (laughs) you know, in your, in in the, in the, in the light of your greatness, I'm, I'm actually doubt is doubt is the most important thing we have to have. The second you start resting on your laurels, you're done for. And when we, when we did our, wrote the book, Richard Gray, we interviewed so many amazing people. And one of the things they had in common is they always doubted themselves. They, well, can I do this? Can I not do this? And that made them grow stronger. Um, I feel like the people who are incredibly successful always are having doubts. They don't have um, imposter syndrome, where, you know, which a lot of women have, which is, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. It's not that. It's this feeling of like, have I done this good enough? Is there another way to do it? And I think if you don't continue having that self-doubt, you can't grow, really. Mm-hmm.
1: You also talked about turning enemies into allies. How do, you do, how do you do that?
2: It's crazy. When we had our agency and we, we ascribed to Harry Truman's motto, you can do anything in your lifetime as long as you're willing to take credit for none of it. And so we would share ideas. We'd share ideas with each other, of course, and with clients. We want to make people feel that like they own an idea because they'll work so much harder. And yeah, we won a lot and, and we lost quite a few as well. And what did we do? We allowed ourselves, you know, a moment of sorrow. You know, you only have so much energy in your body. And we'd, we, this was, you know, we do this with our hands. And then you would let that energy go and funnel it into the next thing you were going to pitch. The other thing we would do is, uh, very often, the agency that won, we would send them a uh, bottle of champagne. And everybody thought, we're crazy. We, you know, Robin Covell and I ran this company, and that's not what you do. You know, you don't do nice things for your competitor. But guess what happened? After a few years, the people who didn't like it at that agency came to ours. And guess why? Because they saw that there was a culture there that was a lot nicer. We were, um, in the first three years of our beginnings, we were the fastest growing agency in the United States. We were also considered one of the nicest places to work. They don't go against each other. It's for because when you're in a nice atmosphere where you're not leading with fear and intimidation but you're leading with flowers and chocolates right it's a place you want to work and you work much harder and by the way and you know this well the number one reason people leave their jobs has nothing to do with money it usually has to do with not feeling respected um or uh acknowledged by their immediate boss so that's so important and it doesn't cost you anything to be nice
1: well, and I can also remember you pitching, you and Robin both pitching, and we did an infomercial together when we did. Nobody, else, nobody was doing infomercials in the business other than like colon blow or something like that. I mean, but here, <laughs> you guys came to us and said, Kodak, you got to take this inkjet printer and you got you to gotta create an infomercial. And I remember everybody in the team said, oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. No way. We're Kodak. We're not doing that. And I told the team, oh, yes, you are do it, but follow that. And I wasn't even the CMO. I was the head of business development at the time and right. told that team, you go do that. You go do that. Yeah. And provided the air cover turned out to be massive, 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 which was great. I mean, I got to ask you a question, kind of a peak preview, because I understand you're working on a pilot. Can you give us an idea of what that pilot is?
2: Well, I, I'm not at liberty to say the the name. We have the teaser out, and it's with a number of different media outlets and stuff. Yeah. But it is going it it is going to be incredible because it's going to be a way for all of this country, everyone, to heal um, by helping people who are starting. Not like Shark Tank, where people have already come a, a ways. But most Americans, right, who who don't have capital who we're not going to get on a show like Chuckter. but but have a spark of an idea and help them in a way um, to fan that into some incredible, beautiful thing. And I, it's a show that's going to accomplish all people, you know, um, and we need this, we need this healing, Republicans, Democrats, you know, older people, um, uh, people with disabilities, vets, um, and of course, we have a song that will make everybody cry. Unfortunately, I can't tell you the name of it, but it is. Uh- no, I
1: I can't wait because I actually think I know a little bit of the genesis of this because we were talking about this four years ago and we were talking, I was trying to get you to do some stuff with C-Suite TV it was too soon. So forth. Yeah. Ooh, so- Maybe this is kind of like it's taken on a different life. So, uh, congratulations! Exciting! So glad to have you be a part of the show. We're t- again, we're talking to Linda Kaplan Thayer, president of Kaplan Thayer Productions. Don't forget, she's got several books out, and she's a renowned speaker, best-selling author. Uh, power, the power of nice, and grit to great two of the most recent books and they've topped the charts. So make sure that you check both of those books out and don't forget, Hey, go back. And if you haven't seen these commercials, guys, go back and look up some of the, look up the yes, yes, yes. And uh, man, I'm telling you, and the toys are us, the toys, they're no longer around, but you know, that's uh, kind of the, that's the way it works. But Linda, thanks so much for being a part of all business with Jeffrey Hazlett.
2: Good luck to everybody out there. Thank you for having me.
1: At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learn. And from Linda Kaplan Thayer, I always learn a lot. And the key word that I found or the key phrase that I found today that I really like was yes, and. So that's where you take a phrase from somebody that says, hey, I'm doing this. We should do this. We should do this. Yes, and. It opens up the possibilities. Maybe even a little yes, but you change it a little bit. What key thing you want to keep in mind is overcoming those captains of no. We don't like those people okay? Obstructionist, opportunist, who stand in the way of driving progress in an organization, you know who you are, okay? We want to help you run the gauntlet and win. At the end of this, you got to win. That's what it's all about. Yep, you might fail, but you got to win fast. And that's what we want to do right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Don't forget, tell your friends. Look forward to seeing you in the next
0: show. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the c-suite network the world's most trusted network of c-suite executives find this and other business podcasts on c-suite radio.com this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suite radio.com